Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Thanks, you guys. You guys do an amazing job. We have such an amazing team of workers here that just make what we do happen so smooth. I mean, from one week to the next, you don't know what's going on. There's been times where there's literally disaster going on behind the scenes, and you guys don't even know it because we got such good workers that are just there to faithfully man what they're doing. And so, amen. Thank you so much. And so, if you ever have the opportunity or the desire just to get invested with the team, we just would welcome that. Obviously, you heard that there's, in fact, my wife, she kind of laughed about it. She's like, we've got openings in every ministry, making it look like we only have two people. No, it's just that we're growing, and so, obviously, we need more help. And so, if you ever have the desire to change a poopy diaper, you'll be blessed. There's a blessing in that. That's not how we advertise it. I guess that's just, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, if you love cute little adorable babies, you can, yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to Genesee Valley Church. So glad that you're here. And uh, we're excited about the season that we're in. We're starting a new series today called Fake News and Real News. And obviously we played on just some of the words or the verbiage that we have in our uh, everyday media that we're watching and hearing and see play out in front of us. But when you think about it, all of us are subject to a belief system or an ideal based upon the truth that we've been told. Whether it's real truth or distorted truth or half truth or no truth at all. We all have our belief systems in every aspect of life based upon the news that we've received. And so we're going to dive into some things today because all of us, again, we come into this place from different backgrounds with different ideals about the things of God, about what God's heart and God's desire is for us. And so when we begin to dive into this subject, I really want to challenge you to not let your walls come up as to the truth or the news that you have received in the past. Because you might find that through the Scripture, the news that you believed in is not really the real news at all. How many of you have been checking out uh, the news and on Facebook and different things, and then just shortly after that you come around and say, that wasn't the truth at all. They distorted and twisted facts. They took little clips here and there. And they made up things that didn't even exist. Right? And so once again, I really want to challenge you and what you hear to not let yourself retreat and to say, well, that's not what I've been taught. That's not the information I was fed before. Have an open heart and allow the Word of God to make alive to you the truth and the real news. Can you say amen? 
Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to share and dig into your word. We thank you that today is simply a foundation by which we can, we can jump from. And God, we thank you that every foundation is giving us the ability to stand secure and stand sound in what you desire and what you want us to know. And we thank you for it now because based upon hearing the truth, we can have faith. And upon having faith, we can receive. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, this morning I want to open up with John's Gospel, John chapter 8, verse 32. And this is a scripture that you've all probably have heard or maybe are familiar with. But John chapter 8, verse 32, it says this. It says, And you shall know the truth. Help me finish the rest. And the truth will make you free. And you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And everybody says, yep, that's right. That is, that is absolute truth. But you've got to also understand what it's talking about when we hear, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And so, for you to understand this, and again, we're just really establishing a foundation to, to, to springboard from uh, this morning. But when you have to, or when you look into the Word of God, you have to understand that the Bible was written in Hebrew and it was written in Greek. And so for us as simple folk, English speaking for the most of us, our words are very straightforward in what they are. And so they mean what they say and they say what they mean. But when it comes to the Greek and the Hebrew, their words are so broad and so wide and so deep. And there's so much richness to their vocabulary and for that matter there could be one word in a sentence and the same word is used just a little bit later down the road but it means an entirely different thing so therefore you've got to dig into the word of God to find out what it's truly meaning so let me break that scripture down for you in the Greek as to how it's defined and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free that first word that I want to bring to your attention is to know That word know simply is defined as this. To be aware, to have knowledge, to perceive, to be resolved, to be sure, and to understand. The word truth is defined as this. As doctrine and profession. And then the last word there is you shall be free. That word free is translated to be exempt from mortal liability to be delivered and made free. So if we put all that in the context of that scripture as how it's laid out, you could say it this way. There is a doctrine or a belief system that you can know and understand to the point of having a resolve and a surety to make you free and exempt from mortal liability. You want me to read that again? Let me read that again to you. That's good. It says, There is a doctrine or a belief system that you can know and understand to the point of having a resolve and a surety to make you free and exempt from mortal liability. There's a truth. There is real news that we can know and understand to give us a resolve that will absolutely make us free and free from mortal liability. What's mortal? This natural man. Meaning there is a 
penalty or a liability that was due. But the truth makes us free. And so once again, you've been hearing this verbiage in our media and on the news, on Facebook, just in these last uh, several weeks. And again, it's our president that's been speaking of, well, that's fake news. That's real news. Or you've heard these words, that's alternative facts. Meaning, there are facts, but there's an alternative to the facts. And then we heard this statement, that fake news has been the enemy of America. I've got news for you. Fake news has been the the enemy to humanity for over 7,000 years. I said fake news has been the enemy of humanity for over the last 7,000 years. It's a little bit of truth scrambled with some lies to the point that it sounds like it could be true. Right? Is it true? Is it not true? It kind of sounds like it is. I know part of it is, but what about the whole thing? Fake news is something that appears that could sound right, but again, leads us astray. And fake news began at the beginning of creation in the Garden of Eden. That's where fake news all began. And if you recall, Eve, when they began to be tempted by the enemy, he says, doesn't this look good? And she said, we're not supposed to eat that. God said, how did he respond? Did God really say? And he starts presenting alternative facts. And it becomes fake news. And as a result, she bought into the fake news, the alternative facts. And as a result, because of that decision, mortal liability entered into the earth called sin, separation from God. It began with them. So what is the purpose of fake news? Now, again, we could take this literally, figuratively. We could take it spiritually, biblically, or naturally speaking. But what is the purpose of fake news? It's so that we don't believe that truth or that uh, believe in that truth to have confidence Or to have a resolve that makes us free and free from mortal liability. What's the fake news all about? To keep you bound to an agenda. Right? What's the enemy bring fake news for? To keep you bound to a mortal liability. To bring about a separation between us and God. And so what is the mortal liability that we see in the Bible? It's called two things. The mortal liability in the Word of God is called the curse of the law and the curse of the fall. Now, what's the curse of the fall? The curse of the fall is is that you were never made to die. God made humanity to live forever with Him in the perfection of how He made us. But the moment that there was mortal liability, every single person in this room is going to die at some point in time. You can't live forever unless Jesus comes before you pass. But all of us 
are going to experience death. That's the curse of the fall. But now, concerning the curse of the law, once again, there's several things that apply to that, but there's one specific thing that we're going to dive into in this series concerning the curse of the law or what it is that we've actually been free from. If you have your Bibles, turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Because in Deuteronomy chapter 28, it speaks of the curse or the curse of the law. Everybody tracking with me so far? All right, Deuteronomy chapter 28. I'm going to bounce around a little bit here so you can stick with me. For those of you that are working in the sound booth, I didn't give you a scripture here just simply because we are going to be bouncing around. But in verse 1, it says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you in high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now let's stop there for a minute. For a moment. The Bible says that God gave us His Word or His law, and He said, if you obey the law, and again, at that time, it was actually the Ten Commandments or the Pentateuch that He gave Moses. He said, now, if you obey these, you will receive the blessing of God. Now, that is naturally the heart of God, that He just wants to bless His kids. You are His kids, and He just wants to bless you. But how many of you know that when it comes to the law, it's impossible to keep it all or to be 100% obedient to the law? And really, that's why God established it was so that you know that you couldn't do it by yourself, that you needed him. And therefore, that's why he sent Jesus to be the substitute for us so that we didn't have to walk in total obedience or let me in perfection to the law. As you're trying to obey God, God says, I'll bless you. But in their day, they couldn't keep the law. And so as a result, the Bible says, because you can't keep it, there's a curse that is enabled. Now, once again, there's a number of things that the Bible speaks of concerning the curse. But I want to begin to show you in this particular area. One particular area that we're going to look at. Starting in verse 20. It says, now the Lord, speaking of the curse... Actually, let me go on verse 14 just to set it up a little bit. It says, So you should not turn aside from any of the words which I have commanded you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all the commandments and statutes or his statutes which I command you today that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Did you notice what he said? He said, there's a blessing that will overtake you. But he also said, there is a curse that will overtake you. And he said, now, don't you dare turn to the right or to the left. It's impossible, isn't it? There's just times that you get off course. Still to this day, there's times that you just, you just kind of sway off course. But God says, listen, if you do, this is speaking Old Testament, 
If you do, the curse starts activating in your life. And here's what he goes on to say in verse 20. He says, the Lord will send, or that word send is actually permit. You've got to know the actual translation because many say, well, see what God does know. He permits it. That the Lord will send to you or permit curses, a curse of confusion. Now let's go down to uh, verse 21. And the Lord will make the plague cling to you until it has consumed you from the land which you are going going to possess. The Lord will strike you or he will permit you with uh, to have consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning, uh, burning fever, with the sword, with scourging, and with the mildew and shall pursue you until you perish. He goes on to say in verse 35, the Lord will strike or will permit you to have have uh, ailments in the knees and in the legs with severe boils that cannot be healed. And then in verse 59, it says, Then the Lord will permit or will bring or will permit on you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, the serious and serious and prolonged sickness. Moreover, he will bring back on you the diseases of Egypt of which you were afraid and they shall cling to you. In verse 61, also every sickness in every plague which is not written in this book of the law will the Lord bring or permit upon you until you are destroyed. Now, once again, you've got to understand that concerning the literal translation, God did not bring it, did not put it on people. He said, because of the curse, I've got to permit it. Okay? Now, if you also look in the literal translation, it talks about fever, influenza, inflammation. How many of us got arthritis? It also talks about, again, the flu and the boils and all kinds of things that are related as today, things that we struggle with. And then it goes on to say, even sicknesses that have not even been named yet, that's still part of the curse. How many of you know that AIDS was not a part of the curse back then? Cancer wasn't known back then. But he says, listen, whatever comes, the curse makes you subject to it. Are you here today? But the Bible says that was the mortal liability as a result of buying in to the fake news, the alternative news. And therefore, the Bible says that God had a plan of escape, an answer, a solution. And he says there is good news, real news that's coming, and it's the good news of the gospel. And that is is that Jesus is coming to pay the price for that curse. So what's the solution? If health is needed... Well, you've got to be perfect according to the law. Well, obviously that's not ever going to happen, is it? And so then we ask the question, well, does God care? Does God care if we're sick? Does he care whether or not we've we've got things going on in our body? Absolutely. That's why God says, I need to send you help. Right? In fact, when man fell... God told the one that brought the alternative news in the very first place. And he says, listen, I'm sending one. And he's going to take away the authority that you had concerning sickness in the life of my people. 
And so in Exodus chapter 15, you'd say, well, does God care? This is back in the Old Testament. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, it says, For I am the Lord your God who healeth you. God desires to be the great physician in our life. Is he opposed to doctors? Absolutely not. Where do you think the wisdom came from? It came from him. But God desires for us to be delivered and to be free from the curse that runs rampant still in this earth today in the form of sickness and disease. Does that mean that you won't ever have opportunity to get sick? No, we all do. But God says, I've made a way for you to be well. If you recall, and again, as I said, we're setting up foundational things here in what we're talking about in the weeks ahead. If you recall, we see the story of Moses and the people of Israel. And it's a picture of the truth that God wants us to see. Because everything in the Old Testament wasn't just historical stories for us to be wowed over. It was historical facts, but yet it was a picture of what God was wanting to do and what He was bringing through Jesus. If you recall, the children of Israel or uh, the people of Israel, they were enslaved for 4,000 years, or excuse me, 400 years. And the Bible tells us that this was a type of being enslaved to the sin before we received Christ. But he sent Moses, which was a deliverer. That was part of his title, to go deliver my people. What did we say knowing the truth was? That upon knowing the truth, you would be delivered from the alternative and the mortal destruction. He sent Moses. Now, how did they leave? When they were ultimately set free from Egypt, from what was known to be a life of what we would call the sin nature of man, how did they leave? They left, the Bible says, that they left with the riches and the spoils of Egypt. And it says that not one feeble person was among them. So he says, when I deliver you, when I set you free, I'm going to make you well for your journey. Right? Did the Bible not say that or does it? That is the truth. He says, I want to make you free. I want to make you well. And there was not one sick person among them. There was no evidence of mortal liability because God had set them free. But they were still under the law. Could any of them walk perfect before God? No. So therefore, the curse was bound to come back in their life. Sickness and disease was bound to show up sooner or later. Not only that, they gave way to it. They started complaining and murmuring against God. God just said, it's free. You gave us the riches of Egypt. You healed our body. But we're sick and tired of being sick and tired out here in the wilderness. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back there when we were beat up, enslaved, that which we were delivered from, it would be better to go back there. And as a result, their open mouth opened up the door for the law to be active. And so sickness, disease, began to consume them once again. The blessing was active. 
Remember we saw that the blessing of the Lord would overtake them? They were still blessed. God still took care of them and still provided for them. The blessing didn't disappear. God only could bless them as far as He could. But notice what it says here. In Numbers chapter 21. At one particular time, they ran into a particular situation. And it says, And therefore the people came to Moses and he said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he may... That he take away these serpents from us. And so Moses prayed for the people. Verse 8 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So what did they do? They came to the deliverer and said, We've messed up. We want forgiveness. Go pray to God so that He will forgive us and therefore we can receive health like we once were. And when Moses went to God, God says, okay, here's the solution. It's only a band-aid, but this is a picture which is going to come. This is a picture of the real news that is going to make people free. This is an example of the truth That it will bring about a resolve for people to say, I see it, I believe it, and I receive what God said is available to me. And he says that he made a fiery serpent, put it upon a pole, and all who looked at it were made well. When Jesus was on the pole or on the cross, he became the fiery serpent or all of sin came upon him. And took the curse for people. And therefore he redeemed and purchased the price for us. And therefore carried all of the sickness and disease. And the penalty of the curse upon him. And he said still today if you'll look to me. I will be the one that sets you free. Amen. Amen? And the Bible says this. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Even though there was... The result of liability for the moral, moral failure that they had. We see that Jesus came to bring about truth. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 it says, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming or buying back us from the curse, the doom of the law, and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scripture, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree who is crucified to this end or to the end that that through their receiving Christ Jesus the blessing promised of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles so that we through faith might all receive the realization the resolve the promise that was given by the Holy Spirit can you say amen, amen. Jesus became the curse for us God says, here's the penalty for not being able to stay right down the middle of the road. I'm a pastor, and I can tell you, I don't stay perfectly in the middle of the road. There's times you veer to the left, times you veer to the right. And therefore, I make myself subject for the enemy to wreak havoc in my life at times. And just because we live in a fallen world, he's going to try to make the body of Christ sick. But... The Bible also tells us that Jesus redeemed us 
brought about the good news, the truth of the gospel, and therefore we can receive Him, look upon Him, and He redeemed us so that we could be made well. Amen? One last scripture before we close here. Romans chapter 6, verse 10, it says, For by death He died, He died to sin, ending His relation to it. Now these words are crucial once for all and the life that he lives he lives in God it is unbroken fellowship with him you might turn to the right or to the left but because of Jesus he made it available for us to have unbroken fellowship with God and because of what Jesus did I don't have to worry about getting sick all the time because I might slip to the left or to the right. It's unbroken fellowship so I always have access to God's heart because He's redeemed me. And therefore, I don't have to stay sick because He carried it to the cross. Now let me give you one last example as we close. Where do I have that? Oh, there it is. try to get a gift card I didn't get one and so I just pulled out a card just as the example let's just say in fact I, I've been meaning I gotta buy somebody a, a gift card from famous Dave's still haven't done it yet but I gotta do that but let's just say this was that gift card from famous Dave's and I put on here $50 and famous Dave's gift cards you know they put a little picture on the front of it and it's those juicy ribs man they look good and I go to the restaurant and as I go to the restaurant I say I like that picture that I see right there I want that and so they bring out those ribs and you start eating those ribs and man you enjoy them and after you're done, they come and they bring you your bill. They put it there on the table. And you said, you know, I was given this card and I was told to give this card to you after I got done eating. And so I'm just going to do that. And so you give it to the waiter and the waiter goes and comes back. And he says, well, thank you for coming to Famous Dave's. Sir, appreciate you. you know, hope to see you again. And then you ask them the question, what do I owe you? And the waiter says to you, nothing it's already been paid for well yeah but surely I owe you something no it's already been paid for you mean I don't have to work for it I mean I don't got to go wash dishes to pay for my meal no it's already been redeemed it was on that card and when you gave me the card it was already paid for that's what Jesus came to do. He redeemed us. This Bible is our gift card. It tells us that it's already been paid for. And even though sickness might come into our body, even though we might struggle at times, I can say, God, here's what the gift card says. I don't have to be perfect. I just got to trust, believe, 
and receive what you already paid for. So in these next few weeks, my heart is, is that as we begin to get into the Word of God, and it's going to be kind of like a Bible study, if you will. It's going to maybe be a little more than what you're used to. But my heart is, is that you're going to find out just how good, how free, and how awesome the gift card is concerning you being healthy and whole. Diving into this idea, have I bought into alternative facts? Have I bought into fake news? Or is there real news that says I can be free? Is there a truth that says that I don't have to be subject to moral liability? And then at the end of our series, and I encourage you, if you've got things going on in your body, stick with us these next few weeks so that you can know that you know that you know what God's heart is for you. And so that faith can arise. And then we're just going to pray for people. And God said it's already redeemed. So what do we have to expect? Well, you want me to wash dishes, Lord? No, it's already been paid for. Well, God, do I have to run laps? No, don't have to do anything. All you have to do is receive what has already been redeemed. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I thank you that our hearts are open. Our minds haven't shut down. But God, we want to know the truth. And you said that the truth would set us free. So God, if that's true, if it's possible, then I want everything that you have for me. And God, we expect you to do and honor your word like you say you will. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life